Turn your Bible to Revelation chapter 4, verse 1. A brief message tonight <clears throat> on the Christmas yet to come. Day after tomorrow is Christmas Day. For many, Christmas Eve is the height of the Christmas season. And then early Christmas morning, the children all say, Daddy, are you awake yet? Mother, are you up yet? And they can hardly wait to get down to the Christmas tree and see what's going on. Well, there's going to be another day. When Jesus came the first time, he came as a little baby in a manger. The shepherds heard about it. The angels announced unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, Christ the Lord. Over in a distant land, perhaps the land of Persia, the wise men had been watching the stars. They had been reading the prophecy of Daniel. They knew something was about to happen. And when they saw the star, they followed it over to Jerusalem. They asked the king, Herod, where is he that is born king of the Jews? Herod was furious. He didn't have any idea about it. He sent for the scribes. The scribes said, well, the Bible says, Micah 5, 2, he'll be born in Bethlehem. And so Herod said, you go down to Bethlehem, and when you found the young child, you come and tell me where he is so I can go and worship him. He meant to say, kill him. Well, God directed the wise men another way. And God directed Joseph and Mary and the little Jesus to go down to Egypt. And you know the events that occurred later. He grew up in Nazareth. His headquarters in the Galilean ministry was in Capernaum. He went down to Jerusalem. The chief priests and rulers in envy and jealousy condemned him and they led him to the cross. And he who had never sinned became the sin substitute for us. Someone has written the poem, from the throne of his cross, the king of grief cries out to a world of unbelief. O men and women of far near, is it nothing to you, all ye that pass by? If you should go to Jerusalem, yourself <clears throat> but Jesus stayed on the cross someone wrote a song he could have called 10,000 angels really 12 legions of angels but he died on the cross for my sins and your sins but remember what the wise men said where is he that is born king of the Jews behold a king shall reign in righteousness Where's the king? When Jesus died on the cross, that cross was his throne. Everyone since that day who has come to the throne of the cross and invited the Savior to be personal Savior, invited him to come into our hearts as our Lord and Master, we found peace with God 
we've found, we've found life abundant, life eternal, and when death comes, it's robbed of its fear, it's robbed of its sting. And out beyond the grave, there's something wonderful. Well, that's not the end of it. 2,000 years have come and gone since that day, but the writers of the scripture wrote carefully, he is coming as king. And you turn here, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, and listen to this. I have written unto you that you be not ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain under the coming of the Lord shall not go before them which were asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus shall we ever be with the Lord. And turn quickly to Revelation 4.1 and listen. John says after this, after what? After the church age. Revelation is divided into three divisions. Chapter one tells about the glorified Christ that John saw. Chapters two and three tell about the church age. We're presently living possibly in the Laodicean age when the church is neither hot nor cold, lukewarm. And then Jesus is gonna come. And Revelation 4.1 says, after this, I looked and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me and said, come up hither. There's the trumpet again. When the trumpet of the Lord shall sound and time shall be no more. And the glory of the Lord comes in authority and power. Then he is coming as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. But you'll notice in this chapter, John never sees God. Look carefully. We don't have time to go into it tonight, but John sees some golden candlesticks. And in those golden candlesticks, he heard a, hears a voice. And the voice begins to talk to him. Verse five, out of the throne proceed lightnings and thunders and voices, and there were seven trumps and fire burning before the throne which are in the seven spirits of God. And before the throne there was a sea of glass like unto crystal. In the midst of the throne, round about the throne were four beasts, that is four elders, four created beings. And the first was like a lion, the second like a calf, the third like, like a man, the fourth like a flying eagle. What are they saying? Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. They worship the Lord with holiness because God is holy. And then you read for a few verses later, the four and 20 elders. <clears throat> These four and 20 elders represent the, 20, the 12 tribes of Israel of the Old Testament and the 12 apostles of the New Testament, those who were the people of God. Those 12 apostles are representative of all the people who have been saved during this church age. And here they are, and listen to what they're saying. 
Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. And a little bit later in chapter 5, verse 9, they sing a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book, to open the seals there, for Thou wast slain, hast redeemed us to God by Thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and hast made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. And a little bit later, a loud voice worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. During the Christmas tree service, the choir sang that very song. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive riches and wisdom and honor. And then this all closes by saying, every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea, and all that are in them heard I saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and under the Lamb forever and ever. And the four beasts said, Amen. Amen. Isn't that something? Then you turn a few pages and you read, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. And then you turn to Revelation 19, verse 11. And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon was called faithful and true, and in righteousness he did judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire. On his head were many crowns. He had a new name, no man knew but he himself. He was clothed with vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. He is coming as king. O Lord Jesus, how long, how long, Ere we shout that glad song, Christ returneth, hallelujah, Christ returneth, amen. The Christmas yet to come may be closer than we know. It could be today, tomorrow. It could be another hundred years or a thousand years. A thousand years with the Lord is like a day and a day is a thousand years. We do not know when he's coming, but he's coming. And we're going to have a good time Tuesday, Christmas Day, Monday, Christmas Eve, but what a day that will be when Jesus comes. And we are caught up together with him in the clouds. Now listen, if you're saved, you're going to be part of that rapture. If you're a Christian, you're going to be caught part of that group that's caught up to be with the Lord. And down here on the earth, the world, the world will go darker and darker, the great tribulation period, the Antichrist will rule. And then Christ is coming with 10,000 of his saints to put an end to the, to the Antichrist's rule. And he will reign as King of kings and Lord of lords. And we're going to reign with him. That's the Christmas yet to come. Jesus is coming again. He is coming again. I do not know the day. I'm going to ask Brother Chris to find the song that says, Christ is coming again. Jesus is coming again. And we're going to sing that in a moment or two. Jesus is on his way. He may be at the door tonight. But listen, the question, are you ready? Are you sure that your name is written in heaven? Are you positive beyond the shadow of a doubt? You say, well, you can't know that. 
You can't know till you die whether you're going to heaven or not. That's not true. That's a lie of the devil. Paul said, I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. The question is, have you committed your heart and your life and your sins to Jesus? If you have not, then you have no faith. If you have, if, if you have not done that, then you have no hope of heaven. But if you've done that, you have all the hope that God can give. And if you've never done it before, you can do it tonight, right in your heart. Austin Weiss gives a testimony of being in church for a long time. One night he heard a man preaching on hell. He humbled his heart before the Lord and he asked God to come in and change him and save him. He didn't go forward that night, but he testifies he was saved that night. You're not saved by walking down an aisle. You're saved by repenting of sin and putting your faith in Christ. It wasn't long till he made that public because everybody that believes in Jesus will want to make public his confession of faith. So the question is tonight, are you sure you're saved? If you're not sure, then don't go through Christmas without knowing for sure that Jesus lives in your heart. Let's bow together in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you that Jesus is coming again. I don't know the day or the hour, but he's coming. And I pray that as we sing that great hymn in a little while, someone will be freed from the bondage of doubt, freed from the bondage of not knowing. And may that precious one say with all of his heart, Lord, I do want you in my heart. I want to repent of my sins, and I ask Jesus to be my Savior. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. Let's stand. What page is that? 125. Page 125. Jesus is coming again. Let's sing that with all of our hearts, everyone together. And while we sing it, if you're not sure you're saved, I want to beg you to come to Christ tonight. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'd like to meet with you here and pray with you. If you know you're on your way to heaven, is there somebody you want to pray for tonight and ask God to touch for your glory, for his glory, and God will bless you as you do that. Let's sing.